welcome to episode 10, the season finale of the One True Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Sahil, joined by Manny and Sook, as always, and we are so freaking pumped to have made it to not only the end of the season, the end of 2020, and to episode 10 of a podcast that kind of happened out of nowhere and just... It's uh, it's been so much fun to actually make something happen. We love that you guys listen in and um, engage with it. So it's it's been really great, really pumped uh, on the whole season of the podcast that we've done. And, and now we're on to our final episode. As always, we are going to start with the recap here. And the recap was our season finale of... Cinderella story Sook versus Clock Strikes Midnight Ricky. And as we all already know, the clock did strike midnight and Ricky came away with the win. Um, Sook, since you were in that finals matchup, I just, uh, before we get in the nitty gritty of it, let's just, uh, let's just get your thoughts, your reactions, your emotions during this matchup. Yeah, I mean, going into it, I was pretty confident that I would take this one. And then the first game happened and Justin Wilson went off, or Jeff Wilson went off for 27. That was a, that was definitely a shot to my confidence, I'll be honest. And then I saw my bench players kind of doing a, doing the thing. Another shot to my confidence. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Ricky's players just blew up when he needed them to. He had 140 points in the finals, 37, 27. Like, it was just a sad, slow loss. For Sook, and he's sad now. But we'll be back. We'll be back next year, boys. <laughs> I, I got confidence. I love it. I love it. You've you've still got the one glass slipper. You'll find the second mm-hmm. one next mm-hmm. year. Appreciate. <laughs> I'm just looking at the score graph in the Yahoo recap, and it looks like uh, on Saturday, Ricky took the lead, but then Sunday uh, looks like you know. Sook had some more players. He had the lead Sunday early, Sunday late. But after Sunday night, when we headed into Monday, uh, Ricky really, you know, took off with, uh, with beast performances all across the board here. Um, Aaron Rodgers doing his thing, MVP candidate, 26 points. Stefan Diggs. 37.00 on the dot. Jeff Wilson Jr., that was one of the biggest surprises for me. Um, I, I know I'm a broken record here, but these running backs, specifically the San Francisco 49ers running backs, have been such a goddamn wild card. Jeff Wilson put up 26 points, and uh, previous week he had 12 points. Before that, it was eight, six, two, zero, zero. Like he was Jeff Wilson in the entire year had four performances that were above 10 points. Ricky is very lucky that one of them came out in the finals. Uh, Manny, which of Ricky's performances surprised you the most? I was surprised about the Jeff Wilson one. Actually, I messaged Ricky asking him about it, and he actually had – I'm not going to give away any of his strategy, anything he told me. He can tell you guys himself. It feels like it. But he did actually have a good strategy when it came to Jeff Wilson Jr. Um, for his pickup. 
I think overall, I'm just surprised he had an RB perform more than anything. Um, and I mean, what can he say, say about Stefan Diggs? Him and Allen just seem to connect on every level. And unfortunately for Sook, you know, it, it, Ricky was just the better player. Mm. Yeah. And uh, speaking of unfortunate for Sook, it is unfortunate that he had Tom Brady with 29 on the bench. He had David Johnson, who he traded for, mm-hmm. 27 on the bench. But, Sook, before we started recording, you told me you uh, you had done some numerology, some mathematical analysis, and uh, found out that even if you had made the right choices, it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, exactly. After Stefan Davis got 37, it was all, all was lost. Which is honestly, you know, it gives me peace of mind. You know, knowing that I didn't just fuck it and made a bad decision, but uh, I, I just had no chance to get. It was a it was a manny situation, you know, not a, oh. not a winnable situation, unfortunately. Um, yeah, Stefan Diggs just absolutely insane. He put up a hundred and forty five yards on nine receptions for three receiving touchdowns. One in three receptions was a touchdown. Mm. That's just that's insanity, um, pure, pure and simple. And on the other end, your team had DeAndre Hopkins, who's been insane himself this season, but has one of the worst games of of the season. Only putting up, uh, where to go? Only putting up forty eight yeah. yards on his eight targets. Uh, honestly, giving me some uh, Julio Jones vibes here, yeah. where you're getting you know 12 targets, eight receptions, but no touchdowns. So that that's got to be rough, hey? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, the whole season I've been kind of relying on my receivers, to be honest. Like Calvin mm-hmm. Ridley and DeAndre Hopkins have been two of the best receivers all season. I think they're like fourth and sixth or something in the rankings. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, unlucky. I, he, it's like his first like below ten performance in like three four weeks. Um, yeah, that was even the worst thing. It was the worst thing was just like my QB was the highest scoring player on my team. He has twenty one, and he has three dudes scoring more than twenty one points on his team. It's just like always lost. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yep. And um, fairy tale came to an end. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it did. Ridley did do work for you. Fourteen four mm-hmm. and eight. Mm-hmm. Aaron Jones disappointment. Hey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that trade was. Uh, a disappointment for sure, I guess. I I, I don't know how many points um, Derek Henry got this week. Let me just uh, quickly take a look here. Yeah, he only had 9.8 points this last week too. So even if I didn't make the trade, you know what I mean? I still would have lost. Mm-hmm. Um, J.K. Dobbins, I mean, technically he made the wrong choice on the Baltimore running back, but... Oh, no, never mind. No, no, I mean, God, that's 13.2. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Yeah, it wouldn't have mattered anyway, but... Yeah. <laughs> he split the carries and all the points so well. Like, it's legit down the middle. 13 points each. Why not just give me 26 on one, you know? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bob Tunyon here, only giving you 2.2. That was uh, surprising. He only had one reception here for 17 yards we had him nominated as pickup of the year there was actually a full discussion in the chat on you know marcus and i were talking about is that a great pickup or not and given the 
scarcity of tight ends, in my opinion, it is. But he uh, he pooped he pooped this uh, this game. Yeah, I think he's he's pretty touchdown reliant. I mean, but I guess again, I just got unlucky, right? That's his first week without a touchdown in like since week ten. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought it was a good pickup, but you know, not enough. And on Ricky's side, he had a good pickup with Logan Thomas too. I think he's one of the better tight ends in the league. Yeah, Logan Thomas has been been doing well. Um, Manny, would you have in the flex spot here? If you were sick, would you have put in Melvin Gordon, or would you have considered putting in David Johnson? I would have put in David Johnson personally. I said that last week too. I asked him what he was going to go with, and mm-hmm. obviously Melvin Gordon had those couple of weeks where he did well, right? He's still on a Denver team, one, and you traded for David Johnson. The whole trade we talked about, you wanted, you got two decent receiver, or sorry, running backs, right? I mean, when push came to shove, you wouldn't take the risk and didn't put put in the players you traded for and traded a really good player for. But I don't know, I guess, I mean, if it would have went the other way, you could have said it was a good decision. But I personally probably would have put in David Johnson. I know you had that vendetta because the guy got COVID and a concussion. And kind of <laughs> I, unfortunately, so. I think that was part of it. I, I won't even <laughs> lie to you guys. Like, I, I, swear I had like a low-key bias against David Johnson. And also, like, yeah, Melvin Gordon had a couple of good weeks. I got baited. Yeah, and, and you couldn't have, like, yes, you could have maybe picked David Johnson, but you couldn't have predicted that he would have done that well. Mm-hmm. It was his first 100-yard game of the season, right? Like, he hadn't done that the entire season. And then this game, he goes for – 12 rush attempts, 128 yards with a touchdown. And then even goes three receptions with a touchdown, receiving touchdown. So very hard to predict that. But, hey, it is what it is. Um, Manny, what's your analysis on on Ricky's team? Do you think there were any elite decisions that he made, any any big-time decisions? Now, obviously, the the Jeff Wilson Jr. decision, that, that's big. And, and you've mentioned that you had some uh, – conversation with him around that was there was there anything else that you know was was a bold move that worked out well it didn't work out but the love bell zeke elliott trade-off there um that obviously wasn't i mean zeke has been you know where has he been right is he going to be good is he going to be a good zeke today is he going to be trash zeke and you can't really tell but you know if he plays do you take that risk on him he went with love bell instead that I thought was an interesting choice altogether. I mean, it didn't hurt him, but definitely didn't help. Um, I I don't know. I To be honest, I think everything he did was pretty – like he went with Brown over Godwin. I thought that was a choice. I mean, you're definitely going to go with Jefferson and Diggs. I think they're locked in. So mm-hmm. in his flex spot, he went with Brown over Godwin. I think that was a personally probably – against Green Bay, whereas Godwin was against Detroit. But Godwin, I mean, the receptions are so far spread out because of Brady. So I probably would have done the same. Hindsight's kind of twenty twenty. taking that out or incorporating that. I prob- If I didn't have that, I would probably would have done the same things he did. I think he made the good choice. Tr- well, actually, I probably would have made poor decisions <laughs> in the standings. I'm glad you're honest. But- yeah. And I don't see a triple stack anywhere. That's a little disappointing. I'm not going to lie, but yeah, I mean, there's nothing personally that stood out to me. We are all about the stacks part. <laughs> um, 
yeah, it's uh, not much else to say on, on my end. Uh, it's just, you know, you guys, you did what you did. And what happened, happened. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. And it is what it is. <laughs> but it was a Honestly, it turned out pretty interesting in terms of the season as a whole, though, I would say. I don't know if you guys agree. I mean, outside, I, I, outside of the matchup, right? Like, Sook, you came in from eighth place. And then you have uh, Ricky, who, according to um, Yahoo, I mentioned it before, was after draft day was considered to be the worst player uh, yeah. worst draft and he ended up in the finals as well ended up winning so i think that yeah I, I agree i think once marcus was out and after that like the playoffs were up for grabs you know any of yeah. the other seven teams could have won so that's what i think we made it interesting um rather than all of our predictions of marcus just fucking running the table and just <laughs> everybody right? that's what we all thought was gonna happen let's be honest <laughs> yeah oh, man. Yeah, I remember yeah. when we when we did our playoff predictions, we all uh, made it so that, oh, we're going to win, right? We all predicted that we would win out, uh, other than Manny, of course, because he wasn't in playoffs, so that mm. he couldn't predict that. Respect. But uh, the, the rest of us, you know, did that. But realistically, I think other than Sook, I think Sook had true belief in himself. I did. I did. Uh, and maybe Flo did, too, when he was doing the prediction. But for me, I was saying me for you know, you got to believe in yourself. You're in it to win it. But in the back of our minds, all of us did think like, this is Marcus's to lose, right? Marcus had the most points on the season, you know, was, was doing good work. And uh, so I, I completely agree when, when he got knocked out, it really, I think became exciting on like, what's going to happen. Anything can yeah. happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, might be on that little plot twist of uh, seeding versus not reseeding playoffs. But hey, if such is life. Uh, <laughs> if you're a winner, you're a winner, and then you you make it through and you win. So that is good stuff. Yeah. I, what would have happened? Let me just. I think. Yeah, I, I think, think actually Tom would have won. Yeah, right? I, I think so too. I think so too. Uh, yeah. So, I think I would have got second place either way, and Tom would have won. So in the semifinal week, if Tom was on the other side of the bracket, he would have made it to the finals. And okay. so if you had put up a 168 in the semi, so you yeah. would have through. So yes, it would have been Sook versus Tom. Uh, I almost don't even want to say it. It's just like making Tom feel not good. But yeah. Sook, because you only put up 98 points in the finals, and Tom put up 118, yeah, Tom could have been the uh, theoretical like, potential. You know, in that alternate universe, maybe I play. Uh, maybe I play David Johnson. You know what I mean? And, That's uh, true. and I <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hypotheticals, what ifs, maybe. Yeah, exactly. yeah. and you know we, what? We needed to do some league tampering too, right? You can't have two rookies win back to back. It makes your league look really bad, <laughs> right? So, yeah, oh my god, has to be some corruption. Yeah. Imagine, yeah. imagine. <laughs> Um, let's, you know what, let's give some love to the third place matchup. Uh, the winner of this matchup, and we actually didn't predict it last week. We should have, uh, because it didn't mean something. We, we, as a league have decided that we want the third place matchup to mean something. And that meaning is getting your money back. Um, in this matchup, it was Devante's Inferno, Arjun versus Tom's team, Tom, and uh, Arjun came up big, 134 versus 118. Uh, Herbie didn't do so great for him, but his namesake, Devontae Adams, goes hype. Uh, 11 
receptions, 142 yards, three touchdowns, and uh, he, he made him made him 50 bucks. So, uh, Manny, what do you think about the third place matchup here? It, did it live up to the hype we didn't create for it? I guess it was a little bit more interesting than the finals, eh? Finals are just won and lost right at the beginning. But um, no, Adams takes one week off last week and comes back with three touchdowns to make up for having none the week before. So he's just on a, he continued his absolute tear through the league. I think what's more interesting, if you look at the bench for Arjun, look at what Gronk did. 18 points, that's mad I thought and I mean get Jared Goff on the bench that's unfortunate but yeah no it was a, this was a closer game than the other one so 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 I'm, I'm gonna let you add some points here but I, I quickly have to rebut Manny's point <laughs> it is it is not unfortunate that Jared Goff is on the bench if your connotation is oh he should have played it's unfortunate he's on the bench in that he is on a bench and not on the waiver wire you know <laughs> Let's just be very clear about that. (laughs) Gronk's stats were very interesting, though. Two targets, two receptions, 58 yards, two touchdowns. This man (laughs) caught two passes. They were both touchdowns and averaged to be about 30 yards each. I don't know if it was a 60-yard touchdown or a two-yard, you know, like what I don't know what the the split actually was, but that's that's wild. That's wild. He even made the right choice on Kareem Hunt here, right? Just bench the guy and worked out pretty well you know yeah we're talking about that you play kareem hunt against the jets but no no harjan says no and i mean who knows if he was actually making moves because uh yeah yeah, yeah this week our team looks like a, a stacked team you know what i mean like with all these points everybody's over double digits the defense got zero points and he still got 134 oh yeah you're right <laughs> Jeez. and he's right, got like, four like double pointers on the bench yeah yeah Shout out to Tom for a good, good try. Yeah, there's also, there's yeah. also nothing you could do, brother. <laughs> That's the way it is. Oh, man. So let's talk about that. Was there anything he could have done? Josh Allen, absolutely the right play. 32 points um, over the Deshaun Watson he could have played. He benched James Conner, which honestly, not a terrible decision. James Conner's been kind of suspect, but he had a good game. 15 uh, points there versus the six points that Josh Jacobs gave him. Um, and then, uh, honestly, the hardest thing for Tom to have overcome this this season was that Michael Thomas bust. Dude. That's just really unfortunate. It, it, it is. But not so. when he played me, though, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, like, I, he didn't do anything all season, hey? Like, he... It was just a waste of your first round pick, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 He yeah, hit 63.9 points on the entire season. And if y'all remember, Tyreek had 50 in one game. So that kind of tells you on uh, how much value Michael Thomas brought. Tom also fell for like the previous week kind of stat trap there with his Noah Fant pickup, right? I uh, picked Noah Fant over Ebron. Um, and I mean, Fant last week put up 16 points this week, only nine, nine and a half. So, I mean, maybe he could have done that a little bit better. I mean, either or, I don't think are great tight ends anyways. I think it's like a 50-50 crap shoot anyways. 
Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts on, on recaps for, for either one? Any, any noteworthy points before we move on to our next segment? I think Tom did a good job this season. He definitely did better than me as a first-year manager. He was making moves, picking up players, tried to actually make some trades, which is always good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, blocking pickups. So, I don't know. I just wanted to give him some love after what I did to him last week on the podcast or the week before. But either way, um, yeah. And he was right about Metcalf. Guy let him down again. So, I think that – needs to be mentioned at this point yeah, you know that, that's, yeah, that's two back-to-back bad weeks for him so um yeah i thought that was good ricky ricky came in clutch never forget ricky i believed in you and then i lost belief in you and then i believed in you again <laughs> but not when it mattered never forget those, those that five game win streak where i was like yeah ricky every week <laughs> roller coaster yeah, um, I, I had the receipts. I have the receipts. Man. We do have the receipts, and that's a perfect segment into the next segment, which is uh, a recap on our predictions throughout the season. So we had all predicted that Sook would win the finals. We were all wrong. Uh, so there's your receipt right there, Manny. Okay. <laughs> and uh, hey, Manny, if we want to keep pulling receipts, let's go to the semifinals where we all predicted Arjun would beat Ricky. So <laughs> there's that receipt right there. Hey, keep going back, bud. <laughs> there was a time. There was a time. I, I'll have to scroll a lot to get there. Instead, let's just do a recap of the entire season, summed up who, what were the final predictive scores. Um, the final totals here. So... Uh, Sook, Manny, and myself made 31 predictions throughout our 10-episode run here. Sook, out of your 31 predictions, 17 of them were correct. Um, Not bad. Not bad at all. (laughs) Not bad at all. It actually gives you a 0.55 accuracy. Farm fail. Fuck. (laughs) <laughs> Farm fail, but slightly better than the toss of a coin. So, mm. hey, okay. we'll take it. Fight entropy. Be better than randomness. Hey. Uh, Sook, you were 17, correct. Manny and I were slightly, but significantly better at 18 and 31. Uh, which puts us at 58%. Fuck, that's still a farm fail. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you round up. I was like, yeah, how are we rounding on this? Yeah, if hey, if you round up 58%, that's 60%. Yeah, you can round up 55 too, boys. So technically you were 0.548. You were 548. Oh. So, and you know what? You know what? I'll take yeah. it. It's better than my win percentage this year too. And I think my overall win percentage too. So it's all good. <laughs> yeah. So we, you know, we, we did the best that we could. We were a little bit better than uh, just flipping a coin. Uh, but as you guys know, our guests were just, just terrible. They were like, it's like they couldn't have been worse if they tried. Maybe they were trying. Who knows? Maybe they all got together and they're like, hey, we're going to go make bad predictions. Uh, Why? I don't know, but they did. At this point, it's a fact. 
they went 11 for 29, which is a 0. .379, 37.9% correct. They are worse than the flip of a coin to the point where I'm like, hey, next season, let's actually have a flip of a coin. <laughs> in, in our predictions, we'll have everyone's normal predictions. We'll have what does the coin think is going to win. And uh, maybe we'll even compare to who Yahoo thinks is going to win. And I think that would be very interesting um, to see what happens with those, with those numbers. Um, Suk, what are, what are your thoughts here on the predictions matchup? Uh, did, you, did you enjoy the predicting? I thought it added a cool little, uh, a cool little element to our, our weekly podcast and the league. Um, it definitely made it more interesting for trash talking. Uh, following the weeks when we picked Marcus to lose, for example, and he comes back with the uh, y'all suck, I'm the best kind of thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> and we never made that mistake again. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I think it makes it, uh, it, makes it fun. And I love, uh, I love how bad that uh, all the guests did, you know? It just proves that we really are the cream of the crop here on the podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it truly does because the guest spot is kind of the best of all of them put together. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. It is what it is. Uh, Manny, what what do you think here? Being, you know, one of the top predictors on the show here, uh, what was your strategy to get the predictions at uh, the pace and correctness accuracy that you did? Guess the right people. That's, uh, okay. Okay. that's the strategy I went in with. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, you know, my, my record speaks for itself. It's above 500. That's all you care about, right? You got to be a... But uh, no, it just goes to show how much of a crapshoot this can be sometimes, I guess. It, it honestly makes me feel less bad about my league record because I'm like, you know what? Yeah, it, it shit happens. Shit but happens. I, know, I know we talk about a guest spot. I know we talk about how terrible our guests are. And I know that's the reason we only gave them 29, 29 attempts at this because they're dead weight. They're useless. We don't need them. But what I will say is the guest rank win percentage of prediction, or, or sorry, their prediction is still better than Joey's lifetime win percentage. So yeah. it's, it's a, quite a bit great. better at uh, 0.392. Just want to point that out. Joey, I'm still looking for you in this deep, dark cave. I can't find you here, but I uh, thought I'd shout you out one last time here. I, I, I love the shout out. Absolutely love the shout out. Uh, completely unnecessary shot. That man is dead. He was dead a month ago. His body has rotted to the bone. The insects have eaten everything, and you're still out here trying to fucking take a dump on his bones. Like fuck. Yeah, well, we can't find him. I, I told you, I can't find him. But uh, no, I, I thought it was an interesting twist to things. Um, One of my favorite things was when it was the Marcus versus Joey matchup. And we all knew Marcus was going to win. So we, we predicted how much he would win by. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was a good one. That was a good week. Um, so we, we did our predictions. I, and also, I want to give a shout out. I think it was, uh, was it AC that gave us the idea of predictions, like way back on one of the first pods, I want to say? I can't remember now, but. Also can't remember, but I do know that some of our guests had some good, uh, some good contributions. Yeah, for, really. For what we should be doing on the podcast. Yeah, I like their How pros and cons. Drunk were you while you were listening to them? But all right, pretty wasted. <laughs> also, I'm usually pretty wasted. I have had a couple <laughs> drinks myself today, so 
We are done the recaps. We're done the predictions. We are done the season, to be honest. There is nothing left except the awards. The number one award, the champion of the league, goes to Ricky. Uh, your name will be on the trophy. We'll have to actually have a conversation on which name, team name you want on the trophy because you had so many great ones. And you had so many great names that you actually get another award. You get the best name <laughs> award. Um, where page, What page was this on? Page eight? Okay, there we go. Yeah. All right, Ricky, you get the best name award. Um, You had not only quality, you also had quantity. You had, uh, you know, targeted names to get into the psyche of your opponent to help uh, to help your team win. You, you, you know, you went the extra mile. Manny, what are your thoughts? So was there a, a highlight, one of Ricky's names that really stood out to you? Recency bias would say his Cinderella one. I thought yeah, it was really good. I did really think that was good. Um, I think Devontae's Paradiso was also good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, just because of recency, I guess I would have to go with his uh, uh, Clock Strikes Midnight. Clock strikes midnight, especially because it came true. I mean, uh, Sook, this has got to be a tough one for you to swallow, but can 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 you separate <laughs> yourself from the game and give respect to the names? Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's definitely my favorite name. I, yeah. I'll give him props. He's a winner, man. You know what I mean? It is what it is. That was the best name for me, too. I agree. Damn. For, for <laughs> sure. And uh, we will once again give an honorable shout-out to the other nominees here, which were Devontae's Inferno, Young Hoes Ain't Loyal and, and White Flag. We were, when we were deciding between who the winner should be, we really uh, did give a lot of points to Marcus for Young Hoes Ain't Loyal because, one, who names their team on the kicker? And then the, at the beginning of the season, and then that kicker actually came through all season. Mm. So uh, definitely, you know, lots of props there. And uh, Devontae's Inferno is just fucking sick name. <laughs> just is what it is. Um, and White Flag had a lot of, uh, you know, story behind it. It had a lot of uh, league culture, league mythology, um, a lot of laughs um, at AC's expense. We want to be very clear in that we are laughing at you and not with you. Big <laughs> <laughs> distinction there. Um, next up, we have Best Draft Value. To remind you guys, the, the nominees were... Tom with DK in the sixth round, Ricky with Stefan Diggs in the seventh round, Marcus with Young Hoku in the 15th, and Flo with Antonio Gibson in the seventh. And uh, Sook, would you mind revealing the winner? Mm-hmm. After another stellar performance, our winner just has to be Stefan Diggs in the seventh round. He was the second best receiver, third best receiver technically by points being stolen in the seventh round. And one of the receivers ahead of them was Tyree Kill, who had 51 in one week, which, you know, kind of is a little bit of an outlier, we'll call it. Uh, so Stefan Diggs was a huge, 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 huge steal. Um, yeah, nice. DK Metcalf was also solid. I mean, all these other guys were solid. You know, props for you guys picking these guys up, especially that best kicker in the 15th round. <laughs> uh, man, getting a solid running back in the seventh round is great too. Uh, we had a lot of back and forth with Stefan Diggs and DK. Uh, but, you know, Stefan Diggs just had more points, so it was Stefan Diggs. And was in a later round. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. DK was in the sixth and uh, Stefan in the, in the seventh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Manny out of these, who do you wish, obviously you wish you had picked Stefan Diggs or, or any of them, all of them, given how trash your team was. Mm-hmm. Um, are, are you going to look at these draft values, these kind of, you know, deep picks that provided so many points? Are you going to, how are you going to take that into next year? Oh, they're just on my draft radar. I'm just going to draft whichever one of them pops up first. Uh, Young Hoku in second round, I'm telling you. Wow. (laughs) We're going to see you at the bottom of the barrel again, bud. Bold strategy. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, I think Stefan Diggs, uh, to be honest, I think DK is just going to get even better. Um, One thing I found interesting just in Seattle as a whole is that they, Wilson also just got worse as the season went on, but Stefan Diggs and his that Josh Allen connection that those two have uh, with each other it's just yeah I think he'll be uh I think I don't I don't think he'll be around in the seventh round for me to pick up next year next year absolutely not yeah he will be you know a, a top end guy it is going to be interesting this is their first year together you know to have yeah. this much chemistry from the get um it's scary to think about what it what it'll be moving forward might have to jump on the Bills bandwagon here, boys. <laughs> hey, if you want to pick a team, that's not not a bad team at all to to get behind. Um, so that was the best draft, but that's not the only way to get players. Another way is to pick them up off the waiver. And Manny, would you mind uh, presenting us the best pickups, uh, given that you are one of the nominees here? This year's... Nominees for best pickup are Ricky with Justin Jefferson, Marcus with James Robinson, Sook with Robert Tanyan, and me with Clay, uh, sorry, with uh, Claypool, Chase Claypool. Um, Sorry, I had a brain cramp there. The winner is, of course, uh, Marcus with James Robinson. I say, of course, but it was actually pretty tight. Um, James Robinson and uh, Justin Jefferson, who Ricky picked up, were, I mean, it was between the two of them. But we all agreed that James Robinson was the better pickup. Robert Tanyan and Claypool didn't really enter the conversation. At the end of the day, it did go between those two, and we did pick James Robinson. So I hope you want to give a little bit on why we went with James Robinson over Justin Jefferson. It's a good RB. End of story. (laughs) There you go. I wish, man. I wish. Like, oh, God damn, how many RBs did I pick up this season? It must have been 20. Like, fuck, dude. And he picked them up, like, right away. and that was... Off the bat, starter week in, week out. Not just a starter, like a good top-end guy. Like, oh, I'm crying. This is just awful. This is, I mean, it's great for you, Marcus, but just, just awful. Just awful. Oh, yeah, that one's a heartbreaker, actually. And it's like, it, it, as if he even needed any more players, right? Right? And, come on. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. well, Shout yeah, out to Ricky, though. That was a good pickup of uh, you know, Justin Jefferson. I think that was, that was a solid pickup. Yeah, and uh, we had that discussion, you know, in the group of tight end pickups being so rare. So, Sook, you definitely get props on that. Manny, I love that you got the hometown boy. That was a great story. That was a great storyline for us, a great talking point. 
that you had Claypool. Um, have you messaged him on Facebook yet? And Claypool? Yeah. You know, when he gets back, we might hit up Cactus together, you know? Yeah, just yeah. Uh, just the two of us. I'll yeah. pick up the bill, as always, you know? He's a little of course, bit of course. Guy, yeah. And, and... Maybe make some TikToks, I don't know. <laughs> Fuck. Did you pick up Juju, too? Damn. <laughs> that guy's going to be dancing on uh, Moet's uh, little logo there, probably. I don't know. <laughs> no. Oh, Moet. Yo, if I didn't move to Kelowna, that's the high school I would have gone to. And thank fucking God I did it. I might have been an actual drug dealer instead of a legal one. Dude, um, I actually met Chase Claypool's coach when he was eight. And the guy, like, because he was wearing a Chase Claypool um, mask, right? Uh, one of the, the ones for COVID. And he, I was like, oh, you're a fan. And he was telling me, he's like, I actually coached him. Oh. And I asked him if he knew that this guy was legit talent. Mm-hmm like come here for a sec shows me a picture and claypool's legit ahead and more taller than every other player he's like this is him at eight i was like holy crap he's just bigger than everyone he's like yeah this guy was just he was just better than everyone so (laughs) yo this is the most actual real inside reporting our podcast has ever done yo yeah moving on up boys hometown boys got that connection yeah, that's real reporting, Manny. I don't know if you realize what you just did. That was real <laughs> reporting. You went out into the community and found a connection. Somebody that's like, that's a type of segment that could be on, you know, in, in on a commercial break during the game. So I did not know that was coming. I'm completely shook. <laughs> Our podcast. TSN is- did call me. TSN did call me, but, you know, I thought. You yeah, reserved. You it I mean, you gotta go with the bigger brand. You gotta go with the bigger Ooh, brand. Bigger brand than TSN. Let's go. Let's <laughs> fucking go. We have real reporting happening. I'm wow. So Manny, I just if you don't mind, I want to dig into this amazing interaction. Like so you, you just you just ran into the guy in the last like couple weeks or something? Uh yeah, pretty much. Um just bumped into um saw him wearing a mask i was like oh yeah i just because i'm pretty new to the whole football thing anyway right uh, so just a random man you just did strike up a conversation and wow well, you know you see him wearing a mask you gotta, yeah. gotta make yeah. some sort of conversation yeah. with someone right That's and the, the world's depressing enough you can't talk to anyone so everyone just seems so scared of every everyone else yeah. so it's yeah. kind of nice to be able to just say hey it looks like the hype made it to abitur today he's like i actually coached him so wow <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It was actually pretty wild. Yeah, I was surprised when he said, I didn't believe him at first. I was like, oh, yeah. You yeah, might sure, actually right. end up going to Cactus with Chase Claypool. Like, that's that's within the realm of possibility now that you're a real reporter, you know? Oh, yeah. We're we're going to be best friends. Don't worry. Uh, yeah. Then I'll meet up with Alfonso Davies, and I'll just be, you know, the king of the Canadian sports kids, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And then soon you'll be one of the Punjabi broadcasters on uh, – uh, hockey night in Canada. We're gonna start the NFL version of that. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> Time to brush up on my Punjabi shit. Oh, same damn. <laughs> 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 no we gotta come up with a Punjabi name for touchdown. Right? Yeah. You can't you can't say touchdown. Mm. Oh man. Well, you know who else can't say touchdown? Our non injury bus. The nominees were Ricky with Zeke Elliott, Tom with Michael Thomas, 
AC with Lev Bell and myself with Mark Ingram the second, who should be Mark Ingram the last. Damn. Damn. Danny's whole line for the search fantasy season. <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know what? The the winner of this award just keeps racking up the awards. It is Ricky with Zeke Elliott. Uh, Zeke was... Uh, he finished the season off okay, but he was not the week-in, week-out, top-tier back that you hoped for. And, uh, you know, a lot of it might have to do with some of the hold-out-the-money stuff. Some of it has to do with losing Dak Prescott. A lot of factors that go into it. Um now, as someone who struggled with with running backs, um, I feel for you, Ricky. I feel for you less because you won the fucking league. But uh, you know what? It's it's still compared to all the other players, you got fucked the most in that, and it makes it even more impressive that you came back and and won the league. Uh, Manny, do you uh, would would you? I can't think of a question to pass it off to you. So just talk about something. Talk about something. I guess you're just looking at all this being like, oh my God, right? Running back after running back, it looks like you're in this category. Shout out to Michael Thomas for being the only wide receiver here, though. Yeah. Except when he plays. Oh, that's a good observation. Except when he plays. That's why you're the real reporter. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Let's take it to Zeke for an interview of how he feels about sucking. Um, (laughs) I think what's even worse, obviously Ricky won, so I mean, it didn't hurt him, but it being nominated for this category is pretty just. And the fact that we kept talking about his running back situation makes it even worse for him because of the fact that he needed a running back. We talked about how, how unstable it is and this bus did not help at all. So I think it's a uh, well-deserved honors for Ricky throughout. <laughs> yeah. I think and- Michael Thomas was a close, uh, close second. But uh, taking Zeke the third pick overall is uh, rough. You spent a lot more out of your first pick, especially for top three. That's true. Michael Thomas and Zeke were picked up so early, and then <laughs> so they're the worst. They're actually the worst. That, that's it. <laughs> Just to put it in perspective, I guess like after Zeke, you could have picked up Derrick Henry, for example. I think I picked after him. Pretty sure. Oh Oof. yeah, I forget that you picked Derrick Henry. And then mm-hmm. gave him away. Yep. It worked yeah. out. It all worked it, out. It, it did. Yeah. It's like, I'm not shitting. It's just, it, it's actually such an incredible trade. I think it's one of the highlights of the the season of it. It takes a lot to trade a player away like that. You know, a lot of, uh, a lot of guts, a lot of, I think props to Marcus on that too, to yeah. make a trade package that made sense and, and worked and, yeah, that was. Uh, I think that's one of those highlight moments that you know we we might even be talking about for years on like, hey, remember when that trade happened? It, and it also more interesting because you guys faced off against each other in the playoffs, <laughs> right? With those running backs against each other, so think, great, uh, great moment all around. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think some teams just did better by drafting you know there were some couple of those uh late end draft picks that worked out unlike these injury busts that we keep uh, that we mentioned like zeke and michael thomas some gms just did a didn't need to make trades because they just did a really good job of drafting good players in the later rounds and that brings us to our next category of finalists 
uh, the best sleeper pick. So the best draft pick in the later rounds that people took a chance on that ended up uh, producing for them and did pretty well. Uh, in this category, we have Arjun, who picked up Deontay Johnson in the 11th round. We have Sook, who picked up Brandon Ayuk in the 12th. And we have Joey, who picked up DeAndre Swift in the 8th. Should be noted that both Sook and Joey dropped their pickups after <laughs> drafting them. And that brings us to the winner, and the, <laughs> which is Arjun, for picking up and sticking with his pick of Deontay Johnson in the 11th round. Um, Deontay Johnson, uh, wide receiver for the Steelers, did pretty well, even though he was splitting time between three receivers in um, Juju and Claypool, but he still managed to be, be the best sleeper pickup. So congrats to Arjun. Sahil, do you have, uh, you want to make mention anything else on these uh, nominees? Um, I wish I had DeAndre Swift because I could, Running back. Like, <laughs> Let it go, man. Just let it die. No. <laughs> My running backs all died, okay? <laughs> like, man, I, I just... It's just so frustrating because I, I legitimately tried, you know? Like, I put an effort to, on the waiver wire, scoop up running backs that I, either I thought had good matchups or were the handcuff for someone who got injured or whatever. As we mentioned a million times because I won't stop talking about it my whole bench was running backs I did not have wide receiver depth right I it just I just uh, yeah yeah I think that size has it all man yeah (laughs) case in point so what about you why'd you draft Brandon Ayuk only to drop him so why'd you draft him in the first place I, I I just done some research and noticed that he was like a quicker guy. He had a pretty good hype going in and he was going to be like a slot receiver and usually those guys are good like flex position players. So I just picked up randomly, you know, in the 12th round. At that point, I think I already had my starting lineup and stuff set. See what happens. And I don't think he did very well early on, but just dropped him. <laughs> but then afterwards, he started he started really well once that deal Samuel got injured, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but, I don't know. And that's how it played out. Unfortunate. I don't think he would have helped me win anyways, but it's all good. <laughs> mm-hmm. And dropping yeah, him made room for uh, Robert Tunyon. Yeah, so yeah. Prob- probably a good move on your point, even though it did end up being, uh, you know, a somewhat valuable player at, at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Not the end of the world. <laughs> Still oh. sad that you both are in two of the three nominees just got dropped right away. <laughs> yeah. Just... Mm-hmm. It's one thing to pick a sleeper. It's one thing to believe in them long enough for them to, you know, give you, give you what you had originally hoped for. Yeah. But I mean, Arjun stuck through it with them. He didn't have the best games, you know, week three, week, uh, week three, week five, week six. He was just crap. He had a buy in week four, but he was pretty trash. <laughs> yeah, he, he is, he's going to be trash in a buy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of trash. Our next uh, next award here is for the best trash talker in the league. And uh, we have four nominees for you here, starting off with uh, Marcus. Then we got Tom. And our last two nominees are actually here on the podcast with us today, Sahil hey. and Manny. All right. And the winner is Sahil. Sahil is our best trash talker of the league. 
you know, he did have the benefit of being on the podcast every week and, and he was very active in the chats too. You know, he had that little period near the end of the season where everything was looking up for Saho and the trash talk just went through the fucking roof. <laughs> so, so let us know what's going through your mind here, buddy. <laughs> um, I, uh, I didn't vote for myself. I want to make that very clear. Um, I thought, uh, you know, Manny had a lot of heat on the pod like he sometimes i'd be like manny what, what's happening it was uh it was we were talking about it earlier it was sort of like a a chihuahua situation you know where he's at the bottom of the table want to make a lot of noise it is what it is you know but he he he, he did make noise so I, I thought he he deserved it marcus was just so dominant throughout the season he could say whatever the fuck he wanted to say and he did he the, the, the guy talks, he, he messages in the chat, very active, says his piece, has his takes, does what he does. Um, so, you know, he, it, you can be a good trash talker when you can back it up, right? So there is some merit there. Tom, I liked his brand of trash talk. Um, I don't know if it was the best trash talk, just like his team wasn't the best either. But the that one week against Manny where, you know, it's like, oh, I'm scared and... I, I still don't know if a lot of the other weeks where he's like, oh, I'm going to lose. Was that trash talk or was he actually just being a bitch about it? I, I'm unclear. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say he was trash talking and maybe he was going for a AC white flag strategy. But at the end of the day, yeah, I, I have the mic. I'm on here. We I'm dropping the podcast whenever the fuck I want to drop it. 12 a.m., 2 a.m., 10.30. Y'all wait for it. Listen to it when I drop it. And you listen for me to shit on you. So... What does that really say about you as a human being, you know? Well, we're not trying to lose viewers here (laughs) or uh, listeners. See, Manny, like, you can't even get the medium right. It's just (laughs) – I I think everyone should uh, take some time to to self-reflect after the season and and come back better. I wish I had the Emmy music so I could cut that speech off a little earlier. Damn. Yeah. Is, is speech done? Are, are you good? Yeah, I think at this point, everyone stopped listening. So we'll, uh, we'll turn back to being nice and switch to the best GM award. Uh, as a reminder, our three nominees this season were Marcus, Flo, and Ricky. And each of them have very strong arguments. Ricky won the damn league. Flo, seven-game win streak. Marcus, most points in the league. Um, let's have, before we reveal the winner, let's have some discussion on the merits of these players. Uh, Sook, what, what do you think is a, you know, uh, a standout moment for these guys? Ooh, standout moment for each of them. I, uh, well, Marcus started off, had like, what, one of the best drafts, had the most points all season. And I think he also made the most moves on the waiver wire. So, you know, he's a very active GM, obviously had success throughout the season. Uh, and then we got Flo coming up here, who, who was his first time playing fantasy football, started the season off kind of rocky, and then went on a seven-game win streak after making the second most amount of transaction moves. Great, great season for Flo. Uh, and lastly, we got the champ, who honestly, his team was not a standout team when you look at the roster, but he made plugs each week uh, and got the dubs each week when it mattered most and ended up winning the league. So all three are pretty solid candidates, I think. Manny, anything to add there? I mean, yeah, he said it all. Uh, Marcus has been he, – he went 12-1, and one, right? That, it's, 
crazy. His win percentage is 0.923, and he was no worse last season. Um, but he was able to repeat, and on top of that, get uh, pick up a great kicker. Plus, he was making veteran GM moves, which we talked about, picking up players, blocking players, things like that. Um, Flo's seven-game win streak speaks for itself. Um, he was just cruising through the top of the table and honestly was one of the – he was the rising star for a bit until he cracked like the egg he is. Um, but, you know, he he did really well, and Ricky won the whole thing. Um, Ricky had his struggles. He didn't have the optimal team like Marcus and had his struggles and all of that, but he was able to make the best of what he was – the hand he was dealt and ended up winning. All right. And with that, all those points, the points add up for the winner, who is Marcus. Marcus, we thought you were the best GM of the season. So even though you got bounced in the playoffs, uh, we, we see what you did. Um, uh, the most impressive thing to me was making moves to block the other uh, opponent from picking people up. That was good, good shit. The metagame, I like. Yeah, it was just the best. <laughs> if you, you take the record out. Yeah, other than the fact that you lost, you were the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were, you had the best, worst first seed play, uh, playoff round ever. But I mean, if you take that stuff out, you know, you did really well. Your team should have done well. They mm-hmm. didn't, but they should have. Uh, yeah, just a, a lot of potential that was uh, unrealized. But now we get to go to the meme awards, and uh, we have we have awards here for for a lot of different things. And the first one, uh, this is the only award I'll present, and then I'll let you guys take it away. I feel very strongly about this one. <laughs> it, it is the Jared Goff Award. And uh, Jared Goff essentially uh, symbolizes and embodies and personifies being the worst, okay? And uh, we have one man in our league who uh, exemplifies those qualities better than anybody else. You you could say he is the best at being the worst. And that is uh, my man, suck my ass, 21, 21, 21, Joey, who uh, bottom of the table, and uh, just, you know, just really was the worst by every goddamn metric, including luck, which honestly is a, is a point in his favor. Like, he did have the worst luck with injuries and, and all those sorts of things. But, yeah, uh, Joey, congratulations on winning the Jared Goff Award. And, uh, Manny, you can take it away with the next one. The next award we have is the... Um, Darren Waller Award. Darren Waller has had some personal lifetime struggles and was able to come back and be a great pickup for Sahil this season. So the Darren Waller Award goes to the player that, or the GM that exemplifies the best comeback. And who other than Sook deserves this award? Sook had the best comeback, started eighth seed, knew he was going to be eighth seed, predicted that, and said he was going to win the thing. He didn't, just came up short, but he did make it to the finals. So Sook, do you have some uh, accepted speech for us here? Mm, yeah, you know, I want to thank, uh, thank my mom for always believing in me. Thank, uh, thank the rest of my team here who, uh, who never gave up. You know what I mean? My players 
we had some rocky beginnings. We were in eighth place, but we always we always had faith. We pulled through all the way to that sweet, sweet second place. That sweet, sweet, well-coveted second fucking place. <laughs> we'll be back next year for another big comeback. Uh, yeah, no, we, we take those, I guess. On to the next award, because I want to move on for myself. Uh, we got the Justin Award. We called it the Justin Award because we couldn't decide whether we wanted to call it the Justin Jefferson Award or the Justin Herbert Award, but it goes to the best rookie in our league. Um, we didn't have too many rookies, but it was an easy choice, let's be honest. And it's uh, it's Tom. Tom's team was uh, started off with a little bit of draft help, but he made some good moves all season long. He went to, he had some great dubs. Um, trash talk was on point. Tom had a great first first year as a as a rookie. Manny, would you would you agree as a fellow rookie? <laughs> I mean, I played like a rookie this season. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I'm a second year in, but oh. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's kind of hard to understand. <laughs> oh, genuine unintentional trash looks the best. Oh, yes. No, Tom, uh, Tom deserves a win. Uh, he, I mean, even if there was another rookie, Tom would have gotten it this year. Um, he just, he talked a lot of crap about everyone. I want to say everyone, mostly me, but everyone else was included as well. And uh, he now he has an award. He didn't win, but he has an and he's in the same spot as me. So rookie, you know, even if he's not, even if he's the rookie and I'm not, we're both in the same position. Uh, neither one of us won, and I mean, at least he gets an award out of it. I guess the Justin Award. <laughs> All right, and uh, moving on from there, we got our next award here. We're gonna call this one the Lamar Jackson Award. Uh, based on that game where I uh, where I handed Marcus the upset of the year, where he Lamar Jackson left the field and came back with his hero superhero movie moment to come back and win. Uh, on the topic of giving up and coming back, mainly the giving up part, we have to give this award to our boy White Flag Amir Paul uh, ACO here. He did have some rocky games, gave up a bunch, and managed to pull through and have a pretty decent season. Uh, I, you gave up like every week though what the fuck is he uh, I know Sile himself felt pretty strongly about these white flag moments I don't know, like, <laughs> talk in the chat <laughs> well uh, to be fair it started against me right that's why I was so invested oh, right. in yeah. this storyline is because um, he was uh, I was beating him and he was you know being like okay good game like you know but all this all this and it's like what what's happening so then you know, we hopped on the pod and uh, a little bit me, a little bit Manny. We uh, were like, what is this BS that's happening here? And then AC took it to a whole another level and just changed his entire team to white flag. So completely gave up. But, you know, like Lamar Jackson, he did after taking his dump come back and he put up a winning record. He was seven and six, you know, made it to the playoffs. So... Uh, Lamar Jackson Award goes to AC. And that brings us to the next award. This is the Aaron Rodgers Award for the most hype of the season. Like Aaron Rodgers, this player, this GM, will was getting all the hype, all the attention 
told that they were the best over and over again by this podcast as well. But at the end of the day, they typically don't end up performing. Um, and that was Flo, actually, this season. Um, you know, Flo got all the hype. We talked about it during the GM award. He got all the hype for winning seven games in a row, for being making some good pickups, this and that. But at the end of the day, it was all for naught because he didn't make it too much farther into the playoffs. And that for that reason, Flo, you get the Aaron Rodgers Award. Congratulations. Yay. Woo. Yay. <laughs> I'm Yo, curious to see if, uh, if Aaron Rodgers will uh, fizzle out like Flo did or if uh, he'll be able to uh, <laughs> yeah. make it further. Did we just hurt Aaron Rodgers? What? Fuck. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Dude, our <laughs> Oh, sorry, buddy. <laughs> oh man, on to our last award. Um, there's only one person who hasn't got an award yet, I think. So we all know who's gonna win this one. We're calling it the NFC East Award. You tried your best, buddy, but it just it just came up really, 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 really short. That award goes to our <laughs> our one and only comrade on the podcast, Manny. <laughs> Manny, how do you feel about getting this uh, prestigious award? Um, to all the people that believed in me, that's, that's, that's who it goes to, that's, you know, uh, okay. mm-hmm. from the beginning, uh, you know, I, it's my turn to talk, so it's my turn to talk. All right. <laughs> uh, from, from the beginning, you know, OBJ, me and him had some good laughs. We, we did, we did until he tore his ACL and he stopped playing for me, but then we brought in Claypool, you know, uh, all the, all the jokes about Abby, you know, lose grill and, uh, you know, talking about going to the uh, agri fair and all of that stuff oh yeah um, the, forgot uh, about that oh my god Throwback. see we had all those inside just shut up Sahil. shut up shut up i'm from uh, Abby, okay we, we had all those inside <laughs> jokes and uh that, all that that's the reason and the triple stack who can forget the triple stack mm-hmm. matt ryan mm-hmm. Gurley, and uh julio d- didn't let me down and that's that's the reason i'm here today and that's why this air nfc this great award this prestigious award goes to me thank you Thank you, guys. Absolutely, the, the NFC East award for trying. Uh, you're you. It puts you in the um, same echelon, in the same conversation as the Philadelphia Eagles, the four and ten Philadelphia Eagles, the five and ten New York Giants, the uh, six and nine Cowboys, and six and nine Washington Football Team. None of these teams have a winning record, and and neither do you. But they all try. They go out there every damn week. And they do their darndest. They do their best, just like you did, Manny. So definitely, I hey, you were saying it as a joke. I'll say it as a little bit less of a joke, just, you know, a, a couple percent joke and a couple percent genuine on. You tried, and that's awesome. Uh, there were weeks there where you had a chance to actually steal a playoff spot. That was a real concern and, and fear. And um, you, you uh, have uh, worked hard to, to get this award so congratulations yeah and if it's any consolation prize many one of these teams will get to make the playoffs and if that's not hope for next year for you i don't know what is absolutely, so, absolutely. look up buddy chin up <laughs> go, go i love yeah you're absolutely right sick that's great commentary <laughs> young hoku second round draft pick let's go let's okay go. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right we're gonna talk about that after the podcast <laughs> <laughs> all right oh that's it for all our awards uh now we have our special little – I know you guys heard it last week, actually, with uh, Ricky's um, voice clip that he sent in to talk all that smack, and all that smack actually paid off. 
and he won the league. So now he had to he had to come back with a bigger and better voice clip about how he won the league. So let's uh let's tune in to hear what Ricky had to say. Finally, the Rick has come back to the one true fantasy podcast. been listening to your monkey trash garbage each week throwing insults making predictions on how the rick story is over well the rick wants you to take those predictions shine them up real nice and stick them straight up your candy asses (laughs) because now the rick the people's champ is now the one true fantasy football champion. Now, onto my opponent, the bald ass. 200 pound monkey trash. God damn. What was your name again, Joe Brody? What was that? Suck? The Rick didn't ask what you like to do in your free time. The Rick asked, What is your name? My God. It doesn't matter (laughs) what your name is. All that matters is the Rick warned you. That he was going to take his size 10 foot jabroni and stick it straight up. Your candy ass. Ricky, 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 Ricky. That Monday night, as the clock struck midnight, tears running down your face and piss rolling down your leg. All you saw suck was the Rick's arm held high, clutching the championship, while the ones and ones and ones of the Rick's fans were chanting (laughs) his name. Almost sounds like Manny. Yeah, who is this hype man here? <laughs> you like talking about a Cinderella story? Well, the Rick made a nursery rhyme especially for you, Jabroni. Ooh. And it goes like this. Hi, my name is Suck. <laughs> On Monday night, I felt great duck. I thought I could beat the Rick and tell everyone I'm pretty suck. But I ran out of luck. When I went one-on-one with the great one, and now everyone knows that I absolutely suck. Wow. These production values, better than our whole pod. Everyone found out 
when they went one on one with the great one that indeed your arms were too short to box with the wreck now the wreck is the champ the people's champ and is ushering in the people's era and has one message for his opponents next season you keep bringing the us and i'll keep bringing the whooping Shout out to Ricky Frem. He's doing Whoever this hype man is. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> to all those jabronis listening to this podcast that want a piece of the high-flying, hockey-playing, insulin-pumping, <laughs> fantasy champion, <laughs> I just have three words for you. Just bring it. If you smell what the wreck is cooking. Wow. 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 Is that close to copyright infringement? Can we play this? <laughs> We're playing it. We'll get... We'll, oh, my God. I, I'm i personally speechless. I think you guys are as well. But, Ricky, welcome to the pod. I You have had a lot to say. Do you have anything else left to say? No, not really, Sal. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think, the, I think my speech said it all, <laughs> or the Rick speech. The Rick speech said it all. The Rick's the Rick's speech said quite a lot. Uh, wow, Manny, first reactions on that? Uh, yeah, no, that was something. I think uh, I love how you just committed to the whole thing for a good. That was a good period of time you committed for, and I mean the hype's all there, right? That got me pretty fired up. So. Oh, um, but that sook, how I'm was it being? Pretty. Yeah, sook, how are you on the receiving end of that? You know, you, you get the winners right. You know, you want the lead, you get to say whatever the fuck you want. I just have to sit here and fuck up and take it. But it is, it is what it is. Fucking, what are you, you going to do? What are you going to do? for honoring the rock. You know what I mean? I, I appreciate it. That's cool. Don't mind me whooped by the rock. Yeah, <laughs> rock the Rick. Love it. Um, Ricky, you are the champion of the league. You made enough right decisions, enough right uh, pickups and moves and uh, decisions week in, week out to come out on top. Um, what is it, you know, like being the uh, <laughs> the first true champion of the league? Uh, it feels pretty good. I think I'll feel even better once we get the trophy and everything set mm-hmm. and then uh and then we'll see what the rick has to say after he actually gets the trophy yeah that's what that's what you guys have to look forward to <laughs> um actually while i have you i will at least get your email address so you uh, so i can send you the winnings you're live live on the air live on the air i will be transferring <laughs> you all that you are owed for your victory um 
Yeah, so your email address, please. Sorry, I'm typing in the, in the WhatsApp, don't worry. Okay. I'm not going to say it live on the pod. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I was actually thinking maybe I'll give you the e-transfer password on the pod, but sure. We'll, <laughs> we'll do it offline. Ricky has a total winnings of $350. Uh, we had 10, 10 man league. As you guys know, we put in 50 bucks each for the winnings. He'll get 350. Sook gets 100, which is two times buy-in and Arjun will get his money back. And, um, update i did go to the trophy store uh the one that i mentioned last week that is on my way home but they were closed surprisingly uh and it's a it's a little plaza i haven't really been to before um that's a lie i went in middle school because there's laser tag there but i haven't been there in a long time (laughs) and uh there's this like ukrainian russian market that i'm very interested to go to uh like you know this is probably stereotypical but like i wonder if they have really good pierogies you know they probably do. They probably do. And like, that's got to be an interesting shop to run because Ukraine and Russia have all this tension, you know, with Crimea, Crimea and everything. And, and here you are bringing, bringing them together with food and bread and, you know, food on the table kind of thing. There's a, there's a lot of power in that, uh, in, in that. And it's completely unrelated to um, the topic at hand, which is Ricky <laughs> the, the pod. <laughs> nice info though yeah. I, I didn't know that at all that's pretty yeah, good me either. <laughs> yeah. ricky you should start thinking about uh what name you want to drop on this trophy after you had like 17 or fucking 35 different names and all of them are pretty good oh I, yeah i gotta pick one like actual team name right mm-hmm. <laughs> it, should be, it should be a team name that you had during the season don't just fucking change it or anything or, or, <laughs> or maybe even just ricky's various names like it, give homage to all of them you know mm-hmm. It's going to be on there forever. Right? It is going to be, yeah. You, you, you may even want to, like, if I'm you, I'm tempted to go with Clock Strikes to Midnight. You had it only for a week, but you won with it. It was, it was, a, it was a great name in its own right. But uh, what was your favorite throughout the season? Um, yeah. uh, for the nickname? Probably, mm-hmm. probably Clock Strikes Midnight was probably the, the best one. Just be, I think it's just because I'm, I'm, I was able to make it into a storyline, right, with, all, mm-hmm. with the promo the week before. Mm-hmm. and then as you heard the promo today as well mm-hmm. oh we heard that promo <laughs> so i guess it just makes sense to just keep that one and it, and it is the name that won the championship so probably that would be the best one maybe put spaces because i know yahoo has a character limit on like mm-hmm. so i don't know it, it was just that that's the thing that we'll all remember if i look back on it <laughs> for sure and manny are there any other honorable mentions uh from ricky's names like it or is, is that the one you would put yeah, probably. I mean, I, I think it'll be kind of interesting to see if next year, next year, I would hope he just sticks with one and it has to do with his huge alter ego promo here, the Rick. So I think that'll be kind of interesting to see what he does next the, year. The one thing of note is every, every week that I change my name, I, mm-hmm. I think I won every week. Yeah. The weeks I didn't change my name, I actually lost. <laughs> hmm. Next year, there's no name changes allowed. You got to pick one. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just, I just remember the other name that was pretty good was uh, the Please God Win Me This Week when oh, I faced Arjun. Yeah. Oh, that was good. Yeah. yeah. That's where it all started, I think. I think so. It was, it's facing Arjun, man. Arjun's always the luckiest guy. So I'm like, please, God, just let me win this one week against this guy. <laughs> oh, man. 
That's great. Um, do you want to dive into your season a little bit here on, uh, you know, you you had one of the biggest drafts in, in Zeke Elliott. How was that? How did you overcome that? Honestly, I think it's just lucky pickups throughout the season, as you guys saw. If you look at, like, my top, I think, four or five picks, I barely even played them in my lineup, mostly, like, week to week. Because it was, like, Zeke, Drake. I was, like, forced to play these guys. And then I drafted uh, Godwin, who barely, like, who missed a bunch of games, right? And then uh, Cooper, once once Dak went down, I, I couldn't even play Amari Cooper. It was, like, mm-hmm. it was Diggs, it was A.J. Brown, and then Justin Jefferson, who are, like, my extra, like, wide receiver picks. Extra. <laughs> yeah. Just, oh, yeah. just played. <laughs> On the side. Yeah. And then the other thing I noticed is, like, in the finals against me and Suck is, like, we both had, like, top 10 receivers, if you look at it fantasy-wise. And, like, mm-hmm. he still had he still had Jones for running back. But, like, the other running backs weren't, like, great running backs. So just gives people, a, like, little thought and ideas. I mean, maybe you don't need to draft, like, a really good running back. You could make do with your receivers. Uh-huh. Really uh-huh. Really? <laughs> really? You're going to come here and say that to me? Really? <laughs> Uh, hey, you saw my running backs all season. You guys shitted on them every week. And that, and that was the main reason why you guys wouldn't pick me week to week. Fuck off, man. He's going to come here and say that shit. <laughs> <laughs> gonna oh my eight God. running backs on his roster. <laughs> I changed my name to the running back depot. Like, that's all I was. Oh. But All right. Well, I'm glad. Hey, hey, you're the champ. It worked out for you. Say, say what you need to say. Uh, what was the, what was kind of like the moment that you felt like, hey, my team actually has a chance here. Uh, probably never. Because I, really? like I was looking at it through week to week. Like, yeah. whenever AC's team, AC's team was pretty stacked too, right? Mm-hmm. Facing that one. So every week, I, I was like, it's gonna be close every week. And it came down to like making like some kind of waiver wire move basically every week that helped me win each week. I think like, uh, yeah, one, you know, from the Logan Thomas's against like Arjun to like Jeff Wilson Jr. against Suck, <laughs> they all had like some kind of like value or play that helped me go over the edge each week. Mm-hmm. And I think the other big thing is I was able to pick up Aaron Rodgers at the beginning of the season from waivers that like solidified my QB from the whole way through. Mm-hmm. Ricky, going into uh, the season, starting from the beginning, you know, you were 0-2 and then you started coming back. Did you actually think, you know, starting 0-2, you actually had a chance to make this kind of comeback, considering you just said you were just picking up waiver wire players all the time? Or were you like, this is a house of cards that's eventually just going to fall? Honestly, probably house of cards. I was last last year in the Fantasy League <laughs> after my team auto-drafted Andrew Luck and like all those other <laughs> random guys. So I was like, whatever, this might happen again this year. But um, I don't know. Fantasy football is like half making moves and half is luck, as you've seen, right? Like, Sook's team, like, it blew up every week. And then just the one week I didn't, I needed it to not blow up. It didn't. So What about when you got to playoffs? Did you think at that point you had a chance? No, no. Like I was saying, like, against, like, AC and, like, yeah, yeah, I was like, nah. And then I lucked out, like. And then the next week, same thing? Nah. And then the final, same thing? It's Arjun, man. Arjun's the luckiest guy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like when you're facing Arjun and you're facing Devontae Adams is like I don't know what happened there but like I got I lucked out that he it was his one like sub 10 point performance for Devontae Adams that's true and, it was actually the perfect game too you actually got because if Devontae Adams had any bit of a performance he usually does including the 16th week you would have lost yep. but... or even if Arjun played um Giovanni Bernard 
mm-hmm. as a running back, I would probably would have lost that week. But I don't know. It just half of it's luck, right? Just yeah. to, whoever performs for you when they're playing, whenever you uh, whoever you pick up. Like even against Suck, I, I picked up Le'Veon Bell, and he he, he still shit the bed, even though he's supposed to get all the carries. Well, now he's just rubbing it in that he picked a shitty player and he still beat you, suck. Well, <laughs> and, no, uh, no, no, no. Uh, I, I only won because of Diggs. <laughs> yeah, and interestingly, if uh, if it was the original brackets, uh, the story could have turned out really different here. Uh, it is because of the reseeding you ended up facing Arjun. Otherwise, I think you would have faced one of the others and, and lost that week. So definitely, you know, uh, a lot, a lot goes into winning a championship, including skill and luck, like you said. No, pretty much. And, and like after this going this way, which way do you prefer? Do you prefer reseeding or brackets? Obviously, reseeding. <laughs> <laughs> it, it helped me with the championship. I still think reseeding in general. It just gives the the top seeds a purpose for trying to finish second, third, or fourth, just to get mm-hmm. potentially the weaker matchup. Like mm-hmm. I think. Even if in like major sports, it's only basketball that does the bracket, right? Everything else always recedes to give like the top team the advantage over the weaker team. But at the end of the day, I mean, even your guys' playoff, it, was, it wasn't even like just Marcus was knocked out. Marcus was knocked out. Flo was knocked out by lower seeds, right? So, I mean, I think reseeding just kind of gives those top teams more of a chance. Yeah, but, you know, the better team's going to win. And some of it is luck. So I personally don't like the reseeding idea. I mean, if we're already talking about it, because there's a point either both ways, right? True. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't say the better team always wins because like Marcus would probably be pretty salty and yelling at you right now. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> I feel bad for that guy, man. He came in first like last year and this year in the regular season and then just, gets, just, just can't close the deal. Third time's the charm. Maybe not. Hopefully not. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If if I were to lose the champion, if or sorry, if the Rick were to lose the championship to anyone, I, I'd be pretty happy if I lost to the Marcus. I feel like he deserves it. The Marcus, I love it. The Marcus. Yeah, the Marcus, the Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever he wants to call himself. <laughs> uh, yeah, next next year will be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what the storylines are. If uh, if we even do the pod or not again, there this was just something experimental. Um, to kind of close out the, the season, the final episode, everything in, in general, uh, Ricky, any, any final thoughts, anything you want to say about how things went, any, anything, any message you want to give, maybe, you know, shit talk the league and tell them you'll be back, whatever, whatever you want. The floor is yours. Uh, I think the Rick kind of said every kind of piece of shit talk I want to say, mm-hmm. but, uh, my biggest message is like fantasy football, lots of ups and downs. You could see my team was like, started off pretty shit. Yahoo said I, I had no chance. But even during the season, you can make up like week-to-week pickups or anything you need to do to help your team get pushed over the edge. And you just got to have a little bit of luck and you can always be champion. That's basically what I took away and learned from this. And everyone else can learn from that as well. Are you listening, Manny? Oh, yeah, Manny. Yeah, I know. It's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Got to get these last jabs in. You got to get these last jabs in while the season's ending, you know? Basically, I, this is the only time I can say them without like getting repercussions. But honestly, I hope you guys like the promos that I did for like the first, the pre-game hype and oh, then so this good. one too. So. Yeah, I love that. I love that you did the effort. you put the effort in me. So it's Yeah, yeah. I'll just tell you this: the Rick does take some effort, like quite a bit of effort to do that voice and like getting into that character. Just getting into that character. Just yeah. <laughs> but I hope you guys loved it. 
Mm. Yeah, it was great. It was, it was awesome. It was. Yeah. And uh, I, I think it sets a great standard moving forward on how, <laughs> like, if you want to bring it, this is how you bring it. Basically. So whoever's the champion next year is like, the bar has been set. So Marcus, I expect a really, really good speech. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's already ready to get in. Someone's I don't think Marcus will ever prepare a speech that early just because of the fact that this is the second year he's gotten first seed and just hasn't gone past that. Mm-hmm. Hey man, I wrote like I wrote this like an hour before like right now and like just recorded <laughs> it and did it. So you don't need too much time to shit talk. <laughs> yeah, that's that's amazing. That is amazing. And uh uh Suk, any any last words from yourself here? Mm, no, it was a good season, fun season. Uh it was interesting to say the least how it all ended off. You know, things don't always go the way that we all think it's going to go. So take that into next year, boys, and uh, come back strong. It'll be fun. Hopefully we do the podcast again. We'll see what happens. And um, also shout out to Ricky's hype, man. That guy was fucking dope. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I should probably give him a mention. <laughs> give that guy like, part of your winnings. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, some of, the, some of the profits he made off this league. Um, oh, definitely, definitely. It's, uh, <laughs> if anyone wants to know, it's my friend Bashy from high school. So... Shout out to you. <laughs> Thanks for the help. <laughs> Made it onto the pod. Uh, yeah, no, that's it for me, man. Good, good stuff, guys. Nice. And someone's frictioning something. Please stop. Uh, Manny, final thoughts? Um, yeah. Uh, I Same as everyone, right? It was really fun, actually, to do this podcast. I'm actually really glad everyone listened. And the, guy, the people that tuned in from episode one, yeah, that was most people. Anyone going to episode 10, that was pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Amrapal, actually. Every week there was a been podcast. He's always been messaging in the group, waiting for the pod to drop, waiting for the pod to drop. So we give him a lot of hate for white flag, but I wanted to give him some respect for that because that was pretty cool. Um, Ricky going above and beyond with the voice was and just the promos to try to help us out. <clears throat> it's obviously not the easiest thing for us to sit down here and talk about fantasy football. So everyone that all you guys that tuned in and listened and helped us out, that was pretty sweet. Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm, gonna I'm gonna win next year. You're gonna I'm, win next I'm year. Coming back. I'm oh, coming wow. back. It's all, it's all on recording. So I was about to say I echo Manny's sentiments when he said he was gonna win. So I can't use that segue, but I will add on to some of what Manny said. Uh, in that, yeah, it's it's great that we have just an <clears> active, <throat> fun league. Everyone's talking. We had that you know spurt where everyone's on at midnight making pickups. It keeps us connected, especially through COVID, through 2020, a tough year for everyone and everything. Now I'm getting senti. It's just, but it's for real, right? Like, this is what it's about. It's about the friendships. It's it's about, you know, having the, the support systems that, that we have with each other and, and just having fun, a release, a distraction from from the rest of everything. And I love how, you know, everyone was active and committed in their own way. We had everybody except Arjun, damn it, on the pod. Um, Arjun got freaking married in during the pod right like this podcast has been through some stuff so <laughs> it's it's been great i've i've thoroughly enjoyed it so much hopefully you guys have liked it as well um not sure where we'll go from here uh maybe we'll do one with discussing you know the league changes we want to make but we'll see we'll see when we get there for now uh we've all said our final piece the winner is crowned the winner is Ricky for the year of 2020. He wins the COVID Cup. And uh, <laughs> finally, thank you. Just thank you. Thank you again for listening. Hope you enjoyed. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.